What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 114 of the CanadianGameDesk.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, one of the main dudes behind CanadianGameDesk.com. Joining me as always is Brett. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome. I should say always, always, but you you disappeared last week. Yeah, I was RV hunting. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And uh, joining me as always as well is Steven. Hello. And uh, we were talking about before we started recording, but you are now in London, correct? London, Ontario, not the cool London. Yeah, and you're going back to to Halifax tomorrow. Correct. Done the you're done your little brain uh, brain delight tour. Yeah, we wrapped up in Vancouver. We went to the Vogue Theater and the Waterfront Station, which are the two most haunted places in Vancouver, apparently. Nice. Brett, are you familiar with these places? No, I oh. just I barely live here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brett, why are you RV shopping? Um, because I was, well, I lost my job, <laughs> um, and I don't want to live in my apartment anymore because I can't afford it. So I was looking at alternatives and I thought, you know what, an RV would be pretty dope. And I've been, I think I've mentioned this to you off the camera, like when we've hung out where I've wanted to live in an RV and travel around and do comedy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just thought maybe this is the time to do it. And I went and looked at one. It co- it was about five grand for this really nice uh, 1978 diesel. Uh, oh, Jesus! It was beautiful, man. I loved it. I fell in love. 1978. I, oh my god! Oh, dude, everything was like manual. Everything. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and I was just like, I drove it around a bit, and uh, I kind of just came to the conclusion like I would buy it, maybe. Like it was just like one of those things where I was sitting with it. And uh, I told the guy, like, if he sells it, he sells it, because I still have to make up some, make some decisions. And, uh, yeah, man, I went back and forth with it, and I didn't buy it. He sold it, and I, I was just like, okay, I'm going to move home now <laughs> and regroup and debate uh, buying an RV when I move back home. So, Are you gonna, uh, I was going to yeah. say, if you buy the RV, you could have streamed it on the, on the Twitch. You could have just... camera's frozen. I think camera. it did freeze. Oh, really? I don't know if he's still with us. No, oh, no right. there he is. Oh, did my internet screw up? Yep. Well, that'll come out in the recorded. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Now I was going. Oh, you should have. You could have live streamed the the RV and stuff. <sighs> There's so many things about the RV that I was like, I'm so I'm sold on it, but I honestly do not have enough money to do it all. Like, right. To to just even do, because like I'd want to work out of my RV and travel out of my RV, but just to set all of that up, I don't have enough money to do that yet. So. It's a it's a goal that I'm going to work towards, and I'm probably going to move home and start working towards that that idea. So cool! You can have the Canadian Game Devs Roadshow, just kind of go across country and. Well, where would you RV? Would you go to the states, or would you go? Where would you go? Yeah, everywhere. You're already, you're already coast to coast now. <laughs> I'd go everywhere, man. Wherever there's comedy, and uh, like wherever I can go to do like some cool hiking trails and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'm seeing your cat now on on the video. So. Uh, yeah. This well, hopefully the 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 quality is better for people. But for those who don't know, like we're kind of using a different setup. Normally, in the past, we had all 112 episodes before this, 113 episodes. We recorded on Skype. It was just one audio file. So if like Brett was particularly loud that day, or I was quiet that day, or whatever, it, there wasn't really anything we could do. Uh, and now through the magic of OBS and Stephen, 
we are basically going to all record our audio separate, and Steven's going to splice it together, and I and I don't have to worry about it. So yay, we're doing we're testing the video portion out right now because I think in the future we'll stream this on Twitch, but for now we're just going to do the audio. So and as a reminder. Uh, Patreons get the audio or the the podcast a couple days earlier, so you can go to patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs uh, to help support the site, get some Discord rolls, uh, occasional free game. I'm working on some EGLX discounts as well. I don't know. In the past, I've gotten them. I don't know if I'll get them this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can just start going to the hype time if, if there's anything in particular that we want to hype up. Brett? Um, I'm just hyping up this donut. It's dope. So what we're... <laughs> we're t- so what's the donut? Blueberry? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It's t- and it's Timmy's? Yeah, Tim Horton's blueberry donut. It's delicious. I saw the blueberry ones. I'm not, I don't know. I'm, eh, eh. I love their Timbits, man. They're so good. Just do it, man. All right, fine. Just well, try I'm, it once. All right, I'll try it once. I, well, I'm trying to wrangle my cat right now. I'm a little <laughs> distracted. I'm just like, so, sit here. <laughs> Stay. It's so, too short to not try new donut flavors. Yeah. So my birthday is this month. Why do you guys stick with classic chocolate? Because it's because it's the best, man. It's the OG. I do the birthday cake. The birthday cake one is is newish. Yeah, I like the birthday cake one. They got to so, come up with like a red velvet timbit or something like that. I think they've you done know it's it. also good. What? Video games. Oh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Before we move on to video games, which is good. Okay. I've had the best. I I think I've mentioned this before, but I was up up north in Ontario, and they actually had a Boston cream timbit. Whoa. Like, with yeah. like cream in the middle. Cream in the middle, chocolate on the top, Boston cream donut, uh, Timbit. I could not believe it. It blew my mind. It was up in like Sudbury and beyond. That sounds pretty good. Beyond the north. Like Timmins? Even like, wait, yeah, Sudbury, Sault Ste. Marie area. That's where I got it. It was delicious. Oh, Oh, wow. I've never seen it anywhere else except for there. So. The whole idea behind a Timbit is supposed to be like the middle of the donut, though. So if it's the Boston cream, I guess it's the middle of the Boston cream. I'm confused by that. Uh, we'll talk about video games in a second. Steven, is there anything you want to hype up? Um, not that I can think of. Still, Halifax. I mean, yeah, Halifax Comic Con next month. So get your tickets. See some games. <coughs> Atlanta Game Devs Convention Conference. First time ever next year. Same weekend as Halifax Comic Con. So go see some cool panels. Maybe me. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Maybe you. Maybe. Oh. I'll um, be there too. Yay! You're done the you're done the the world t- or the the Canada country tour of Bring the Light. Yes. Twenty three so, days, seven provinces, ten cities later, we did it. What city did you hate? Like what was <laughs> like seriously yeah. like what yeah, was the what worst was the, city yeah, and yeah, what was exactly. the best what was the least city? yeah what was your least favorite part of the trip? I actually got in trouble for this with my boss because she's from Alberta, but I said in a live stream that. Alberta is Canada's Texas, and she asked me to take down the video. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but it's true. It's the biggest. It's oil country. Everyone's mm-hmm. conservative. Yeah, I was going to say it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's really true. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, truth hurts sometimes. That's yep. only – you can only, you would only take that negative if you would take Colin being named after Texas negative. So like. what I brought up in the in our Slack channel <laughs> is she was like, don't, um, you know, talk – or don't, um, what did she say, cut people down. And I said, is it you saying that, cutting people from Texas down, though? And then mm-hmm. no response. But I'll probably get <laughs> for saying this on a podcast, but that's okay. She don't listen you gotta to speak this your podcast. Truth. You got to speak your truth. We might have two so, jobless people on the podcast. So. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Alberta's low, so what was your favorite place? Vancouver is so gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. I loved going around the harbor. I went to like walk through all the arenas and mm-hmm. science center place and just having the mountains in the distance. It gave me like San Francisco vibes with the streetcars and all the hills and mm-hmm. everyone's super nice. We went to like cool hipster bars every night and it was, it was so nice. Yeah. And then I would give Halifax a close second, probably just cause I've seen more of it, but mm-hmm. I think I might be biased, but Halifax is really nice. Like great sushi, Great see you. Everyone's so polite. Everyone's polite in Halifax to a fault. Mm. Like, I'll go to Jaywalk, and growing up in Ontario, I'm used to waiting till there's no cars to Jaywalk, right? But instead, traffic both ways, not at an intersection, stops and yeah. ushers me across the street. Like, wait, wait, I'm trying to commit a crime. You're committing a crime <laughs> by just stopping in the middle of the road. This isn't like two wrongs don't make a right. We're both just endangering people. Mm. And it's like, that's everywhere. Like, you'll try and cross the street, and traffic both ways comes to a halt and waits for you and it's actually unsettling it does it's the same thing in vancouver it throws my rhythm off because i'm so used to being ontario and cutting across and we just we time it out and then all of a sudden you go and they stop and you're like wait a minute i'm gonna i'm gonna die now because they all stopped and like okay it's so weird yeah. you can just walk off the curb here and people will stop it's nuts yeah and bikers have so much like power actual oh my respect God. in vancouver <laughs> there's whole like lanes of the road like full lanes mm-hmm. for bikes the front of every intersection is that green chalked off area just for bikes to wait yeah it's, it's incredible they really yeah, respect the bike game out here that's uh that's very opposite of, of toronto I, I, mm-hmm. I hate when people jaywalk i don't stop for that shit and i in yeah. toronto i was we were at an intersection and there was a big transport truck and like a big van and i watched this lady on a bike just like squeeze between them and like bump between them to get through and then pop out the other side and just turn right i was like wow that is some i'll be honest i hate driving out here because of all the people just walking off and i'm like i'm driving like i'm from ontario man i'm like i'm not stopping for you you idiot (laughs) and they just look at me like oh my god i'm gonna die today i'm like yeah you are i'm from ontario bitch beep beep and keep going beep beep It's so, man. And, like, the drivers out here don't like the speed. That's the one thing I noticed on the highway. They like to drive the speed limit. I'm just like, get out of here. This is horrible. It's a coastal life, man. Coastal. Yeah, Something man. about being next to a vast body of water just mm-hmm. calms the soul. Maybe it's like the salt air. Just like Maybe. Just yeah. It affects your brain. Um, Steven, did you get the Zelda Cup? We're going to talk about video games eventually. I this did. Is like- so, for follow-up for people last week, 7-Eleven is doing a promotion where if you get a Slurpee, they have special Zelda Cups, and you can redeem a code online to potentially win a Switch Lite and a copy of Zelda. So, I went to, like, five different 7-Elevens. I think I was in... Alberta. Another reason I don't like Alberta is they didn't have any Slurpees. But the <laughs> I, I went to, like, five different ones as part of this leg of the trip, and I couldn't find one. And eventually in like the middle of Edmonton, I did find one, but like all the other ones, no. So I got two and then my friend got one because my other, my friend I was with, the guy I was working with got one and then I got two to give to somebody else at home. But I need to get the two other, there's three variants of the cup. I need to get to two other ones and then snag a bunch for other people. So I'll be making another 7-Eleven excursion at some point. Including me. Yeah, I'm gonna get a bunch. Cause been, they're only like two two bucks each, and it's like a huge drink. I didn't realize what a what a value Slurpees were. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be acquiring a bunch. Yeah, we gotta get that Seven uh, Eleven uh, promotion going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the value of a large Slurpee. <laughs> well, like I go to Tim's and get a medium ice cap. It's like this big for like almost three bucks. You get a Slurpee, like that's what Cineplex charges like twelve bucks for. You know, like that size of a drink. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. I mean, Cineplex is, is, like, awful when it comes to price management or whatever. 
It's true. But the Zelda Cup was acquired, and I actually went into an EV Games, and there was a really cool Zelda poster that was a pre-order bonus for Link's Awakening, and I asked the guy, like, hey, can I have one? He was like, do you want five? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so he just gave me a stack. So now I have a bunch of Zelda Link's Awakening posters for people, nice. too. Did you get the game? No. So uh, my girlfriend actually got it for me for, like, her two-year anniversary, so it's sitting Aww. at home on my desk. She got the amiibo too. It's really cute. It's like it's the smallest amiibo ever because he's so small. Yeah. Like he's almost as big as the stand he's on. It's really cute. So both of those are waiting at home for me. We're gonna get home tomorrow. I'm gonna play them. So I do have it, just not physically. Nice. Me. Yeah. Cool. Nice. I guess we'll just go to news time. That yeah. was the news. <laughs> <laughs> the news was the value of Slurpees brought to yep. you by Seven Eleven. Not an official sponsor. Not yet, anyways. Not yet. I'm going to send this to their corporate after. It's like, hey, we talked about you guys quite a bit. Do we have 711 followers? Because that would be a good tie-in. That would be a good tie-in. I think we have more subscribers on iTunes than that. So we have more. I bet we can get them by the time we get to episode 711. We could set a milestone. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) We already missed the Philadelphia 76ers sponsorship. Mm -hmm. We already missed the the 49ers sponsorship. Is there a Mm -hmm. sports team that is after 100? trying to think here no not the raptors the 905 oh that's even farther though (laughs) so all right number one news time doug flutie's maximum football releases uh september 27th on playstation 4 and xbox one we talked about this a couple weeks ago brad i think was just blown away that this game was even a possibility uh the game developed by ontario developer connect plays independent football game without an official nfl license however former cfl and nfl quarterback doug flutie is a spokesperson for the game and he's offered his likeness you can check out the footage below on the site uh there's a even like a i guess like digital i didn't know this digital games still need to have like a quote-unquote box like a box art so there's a box Mm -hmm. art with doug flutie uh, it's going to be priced thirty dollars USD, which is a little, a little more expensive than past years, but that's fine, I guess, because uh, mm-hmm. they had the increase of duck flutie and all that stuff. And yeah, it doesn't have that unofficial uh, like any license in terms of players or teams, so no CFL, no no NFL. Um, but uh, it does have a big following. Like they have a lot of followers on Twitter. Like I've been tagged in some of their tweets, and and they have a lot of people just like. You know, responding to their tweets and just saying how much they hate Madden and love this, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, it's yeah, coming I'm, out I'm September st- 27th. I'm still blown away by it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I won't buy it, but I'm still blown away by it. <laughs> I haven't played, a, like, a football game in a long, long time. Like, I had, uh, I had like, NFL Quarterback Club, like, 97 on mm-hmm. On N64, I think Brett Favre was on the the box, uh, and I think I, I had one of the Maddens like O three or O four or something like that on GameCube, um, but I but it's been a long time. Like I haven't really played any of the recent ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't played a football game in a long time. Just trying to think of, <laughs> I mean, I can't remember the last time I actually bought one. I want to say like hmm, 2013, maybe maybe even longer ago. I had the I had like the Madden like ninety three or whatever on Sega Genesis too. My brother had it rather. That mm. was dope. Um, not as memorable as NHL ninety three or NHL ninety four back in the day, but still pretty still pretty solid. My favorite was NHL ninety six. If we're going to talk favorites here, wasn't that that was one of the last ones on Sega Genesis, wasn't it? I believe so. It was like my favorite one, just because like that one it brings back a lot of memories of skipping school and going to play over at my friend's house, and we just play all day. It was just it was great. Yeah. I was uh, I was playing NHL 20 quite a bit, and uh, I was just showing Heather like all the ways you could cheat like NHL 94 back in the day, just like how you can get goals all the time, and 
mm-hmm. how they how they did manage to fix that twenty years. Later, oh yeah, so. <laughs> the behind the back thing where you would cut back and forth and then wrap, wrap it in. Yeah. yeah, that was that was in the later games. In the I don't know if I I feel like I have told the story a couple times, so I apologize if I already said it on the podcast. But the one on the one in Angel ninety four, you would go up the side of the boards and then cut like ninety degrees once you get to like where the net is, and then yep. you would always just shoot it like top opposite corner of where you were coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked. It worked all the time. Oh man, I've we've had so many fights over that move. Just because it's like, I remember like playing with my friends and like as soon as my friend would get a breakaway, he would do it on purpose and you would just hear the swearing going on. He'd be like, you son of, like, I don't want to re- reenact it. Yeah, but please don't. He would, oh man, it was just so dirty. <laughs> it was such a dirty move. Yeah, it yeah. was always like that written rule that you couldn't like do that shit. Yeah, you weren't allowed to do that. And then when it happened because of the written rule, you just lose it on them. <laughs> uh, the written rules of video games. No cut. <laughs> Steven, I know you're not a big sports guy, but did you ever play any sports games growing up? Or Yeah, so last Madden I played was 12, and I did a couple seasons. Um, and then I played probably every NHL game from like 8 to 14, because that was the only game I could play with my friends, really, because none of them were getting into the games I was kind of in, because yeah. they were all like jocks. So we would just <laughs> play NHL, and that's the only way I could connect to them. But then I got really good at NHL, and I kept beating them, and it kind of ruined it, so... Yeah, that was my history with NHL. I, I love the games. I got really good at it. Played Hut, and uh, when they introduced that, had a pretty good standing. Yeah, I, I my friend and I crushed EASHL uh, mm-hmm. from like NHL ten to fourteen, just like every year, um, nonstop. NHL twenty still a lot of fun. A lot of people on Reddit and whatnot they are just complaining about the game that's the same thing every year. Uh, it I is. Feel, <laughs> I, I I feel like you got to go in knowing like you got to expect that, right? They're not gonna fast like they turn out these games after like 10 months they're not going to um mm-hmm. be vastly different so i feel like you got to kind of expect that it's is it wrong to charge like full price probably but you're the person like buying it that's why i think like every you know two or three years buying these games is, is kind of the way to go like i think i'm coming up to play uh rebuying like a, a mlb game because it's been a few years playing mlb so the uh, show is still the best sports game out there like as far as capturing the sport in a video game form and just being polished and beautiful and attention to detail. I maintain the show is the best one. The only the only time I've ever put a lot of effort into a character customization was like the MLB the show like fifteen or sixteen, whichever one had Russell Martin on it. And I I legit put in like five hours making my character just look just like me, uh, trying to become trying to join the Blue Toronto Blue Jays. It was like a dream come true. It was great. It was like the closest I'll ever get. Especially now that I'm like thirty three years old and I'll never. My my sports career, theoretical sports career, is over anyway. So, the smart thing to do to get rid of all these people complaining about charging for the same game every year is to just do like FIFA the service. You know, so yeah. it would become, you know, you pay the same way like an MMO. It's like fifteen bucks a month, and you just get updates. They update their roster every year. They they can even update like as players get injured at that point or or players get traded. And I think that would be really smart. And people do it because it's such a hardcore community. Mm-hmm. And we see video games going towards subscriptions all over. So I think that makes sense. But I'm sure someone at EA has done the calculus and it makes more money to sell a $70 game every... Yeah, exactly. I think it's like they would only do that when they, when it's starting to kind of... You have to do the Hail Mary and sort of mm-hmm. try to spice it thin up. I, could, I feel like they could do that with NHL because I feel like of all the four games, NHL probably sells the least amount of copies. Like It's not mm-hmm. on... They're not releasing it on... Um, on uh, the thing, the Switch, uh, Angel was the last game to appear on on 
next gen consoles. Like I feel like NHL is probably the one that sells the least out of like mm-hmm. baseball, hockey, or sorry, baseball, football, Madden, NBA, two K. Um, so I feel like if we're going to see something like that, and people have been talking about that stuff for a long time, I think uh, it'll be NHL 21, 22, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Number two, Stephen, you want to write about this one or talk about this one? Oh shoot, I'm not looking at the list. Okay. Oh, it's the Museum uh, of Your Dreams. I actually didn't read oh, it because you posted Mondo this. Museum. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Kit Fox Games is a lovely publisher in Montreal, Canada. And they've published some great games. They just recently got into publishing games. They uh, previously had Kickstarter successes in the form of um, Moon Hunters, uh, which was a RPG personality test, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they've moved into publishing games, and their most recent announcement is Mondo Museum, Make the Museum of Your Dreams, coming 2020. Uh, you can wishlist it on Steam currently, and I don't think there were any console plans at the moment, but it doesn't strike me as the kind of game you'd play on consoles. Although it does look kind of Sims-esque um, in the way the, the players movement are kind of weird and charismatic and funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a um, management sim game, so you open a museum, you create exhibits, people come, make money. It's not... It doesn't strike me as like a tycoon game where like the explicit goal is the win state is making huge banks. It's more of like a um, sandbox kind of game. So there's like a level editor where you drag out the hallways and rooms and tile the uh, floors and put stuff on the walls and mm-hmm. drag exhibits around. And it looks really, really cute. It's by Viewport Games. Uh, and I looked them up and I don't, I can't find any other games by them. So I think this might be their first game. But their Twitter account was started in 2013. So I don't think they've been working on this game for six years unless they have, in which case good for them for putting all that work in um but yeah you can wishlist on steam release date of to be determined 2020 no wait their twitter was created in 2011 so they've had a twitter of the studio's name for eight years Mm -hmm. but i can't find another game by them so i don't know if they've been working on it this long um but i think a lot of these contract work or something yeah maybe and a lot of these uh studios i find in hubs like montreal and toronto are like people who worked at like square enix and ea and ubisoft mm-hmm. and left to do indie stuff because they all like congregate <clears throat> there and know each other yeah so i feel like that's the story here without doing any research into it at all <laughs> uh, but it looks really cool and uh the actual description on their site is quote a management sim that challenges you to construct administer and curate your own museum choose what items to showcase draw in the crowds grow your collection of cultural artistic historical and scientific displays to expand a humble exhibit hall into a world-class institution this isn't your average museum this is mondo museum hmm. it looks yeah. interesting remember like uh there's sim hospital and all those like all those kind of tycoon ones but they're like more specific on these like industries or whatever like i remember playing yeah. the hospital one i forget what it was actually called if it was a sim one or if it was just some other one it was steam uh, hospital yeah so i mean that's what it kind of i know it says when i watched that video it kind of reminds me of that um well two point hospital is a big one that i think came out this year but it's mm-hmm. more like it's really silly and comedic like the the things you're curing are like head-on backwards disease and stuff and it's kind of like uh it's like a sim game but really funny but also has that like manage a hospital and build things but you're mm-hmm. doing doing absurd ridiculous things right, right. I, i'm curious because I, I love games like this so this game is either going to be crap or it's going to be really fun i oh. trust like i played all the kit fox games and they like 
usually with a publisher, you get a feel for like, oh, they have a pretty good eye for quality. Like, mm-hmm. Kifox is up there with like Finji and Devolver Digital. Is like, I see a game published by them, like, oh, it's probably a good game. Like, obviously, still wait and read about it, but mm-hmm. it has that kind of cachet with me. So as a as a new PC guy, and we're going to get into this. Mm-hmm. I can add to my wish. So I'm on Steam right now because now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be playing some Steam games. Mm-hmm. Gro- I'm a grown up, a big boy now. I can add to my wish list or I can follow. What is follow? What is the difference? So when you add to your wish list, it does automatically follow it, but you can choose to unfollow. And I believe all that follow does is it lets community posts by the developers show up in your like community page and you'll probably get an I think that's what determines whether you get an email when it's available. Like they'll send an email saying so and so is now available on Steam. If I if I follow it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna follow mm-hmm. it then. Yeah, I think it. Pretty sure it, it follows it automatically when you hit add to wish list. I think. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure it does. Oh, it's add to my wish list. Then. That's my first. Uh, well, I have two games on my, or I have one other game on my wish list right now. But this is my first follow. There you go. I'm a big boy. That's so. Cute. And now other people can see your wish list, and then they can buy you games off your wish list. I only have. Uh, oh, really? My so my mm-hmm. my name is Cloud underscore two zero four nine. I only have one friend though on Steam, so I gotta start adding some friends. You actually went with a, a Final Fantasy name. In 2019? That's my... Cloud2049 is like my OG... Like That was my original Hotmail in 1999 when I made the account. And it's just followed me through life. That's just I, just, I just thought you made your Steam account today. And no, 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 you were no, like, I, I'm going with Cloud. <laughs> well, I mean, Final Fantasy VII is, re, is being remade uh, next year, bro. It's not relevant what's, anymore. What what's mean, old is new again. Yeah, what do you mean it's not relevant anymore? It's, like, it's going to be one of the biggest games next year. It's still not relevant. Not well, like it be, was. It's going, Come to be on. Ba- it's going to be bad, but it's going to be probably it's, one of the most... It's not w- going to be industry-changing like it was. No, probably not. It'll, it'll also probably be... I'm, I'm anticipating people are going to hate that game because they're going to pay full price for an RPG game that lasts like five hours unless they really expand out the Midgar stuff. Because apparently it's just the Midgar stuff. Yeah. Which, uh, <clears throat> if you play Final Fantasy VII, can't be more than like ten hours long. I'm really curious about that game, so... I don't know. Yeah, I'm so torn with it. <sighs> I'm I'm just upset that it. Well, it's weird because I mean this is totally off topic about Marvel mm-hmm. Museum, but um, Final Fantasy VII remake is weird because it's also going to be cross generation and it's going to be episodic. So like, mm-hmm. the, I mean the new uh, the new Xbox we know is is going to be uh, fall next year. So we assume that PlayStation Five will also be, and then Final Fantasy VII remake is still being worked on. So like. You know, they they're going to port it to to PlayStation Five like that. That's pretty obvious. So like, you would just I'm just going to wait. I'm not really mm-hmm. ready to kind of play it. But anyways, Cloud Cloud Two Zero Four Nine was my original Hotmail made back in 1999. It was the two nice. games I was playing at the time. Nerd. Yeah, buddy. Number three, where cards fall from Toronto-based uh, Snowman out on Apple Arcade. Snowman uh, Snowman is actually the publisher of the game. Uh, so Apple released its Apple Arcade on iOS this week. I don't know if mm-hmm. uh, well, Brett, I know you didn't cop into it but Stephen, did you did you opt into it like did you get the trial it's been getting me through the past week of oh, this really? trip and oh. flights and driving good so you have lots to say so uh where, yeah. where cards fall is a slice of life puzzle game where you build houses of cards to bring formative memories to life creative pathways through dreamlike uh spatial uh puzzles to navigate the insecurities and emotions of high school and beyond along with helping you solve puzzles the houses of cards give each scene a distinct identity and sense of place as you solve them, you'll gain small glimpses into your character's lives, uncovering memories within the house of cards. While the puzzles gen- gently flow into each other, things don't always conclude neatly. 
Uh, I started playing it very like gorgeous and very beautiful. I really want to play these games on iPad though. I don't want to play it on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's like not like it's not worth it. Like I I downloaded a bunch and we'll play more. We'll talk about more of the games we've been playing and stuff. But like I downloaded, it, I was just like this. This needs to be on a bigger screen. And I, mm-hmm. my iPad's so old. I don't think uh, I don't think I'll be able to play it. So I'll like I'll just kind of begrudgingly play it on my iPhone, I guess. Um, I wish this, this game was out on PC. Because I would probably play it. Uh, I think so. I'm, I I don't know much about the Apple Arcade. Are these games like exclusive to it? Like, have any of these games released on so other? There's some exclusives, but a lot of them are cross-platform. Like Overland is probably the biggest one, for example. That's available on Switch and PC as well as Apple Arcade. Right. But they have like Apple's sprung. I think they probably paid for a couple exclusives, like the new Frogger game. Um, and oh, there's a couple other ones. When you look at the Apple Arcade section of the App Store, it's it has a specific banner that's just Apple Arcade exclusives. And let me see if I can find it quick. I'm just looking at it. Only on Apple Arcade, Lego Brawls, The Enchanted World, Way oh, of the Turtle, okay, Red Rain. Yeah, so there's a bunch of uh, exclusive ones, and yeah, just five actually exclusive mm. ones. The ones I just mentioned, but yeah. Uh, the rest of them are available on other things. Okay, so yeah, this will be. I don't think uh, they did when they because they Snowman has always been great about reaching out to me to post stuff. I don't think uh, they they've been a pretty heavy mobile iOS developer in the past. Alto's Adventure like launched on iOS and then kind of released on other things. They were also like their day and date with uh, Apple TV when it came out. I think um, mm-hmm. so. It's not surprising that they're iOS first. I gotta assume that it'll come to PC and stuff eventually. Whenever they're kind of uh, Apple like partnership thing concludes, I'm just assuming that though. But it looks really great. I played maybe all five minutes of it though, um, just to kind of get it going, just to check out Apple Arcade. It's the thing with these services, you kind of get one game and then you just like play it and you're like, okay, what what else is there? So mm-hmm. I'll get through it. But I I'm, I'm waiting to see. Apparently, it's delayed on iPad or like Apple Arcade is delayed on iPad or just not delayed. Yeah, but coming the end of the September. Yeah, so I'm gonna just wait till September to see if. I can even play it on my iPad. I don't think I'll be able to, though. Because it's like five years old. Then maybe I'll buy a new one. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, so, yeah. Number four. Uh, speaking of Snowman, Skate City. This is another game developed uh, by a different developer, but published by uh, Snowball. Um, or Snowman, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Skate City, players will be able to skate in three iconic cities, Los Angeles, Oslo, and Barcelona. Pull off tricks, upgrade skills, completing over 60 challenges, share your skate videos online. It's basically a 2D uh, kind of simpler Tony Hawk. Uh, this one I did play more of, and it's a lot of fun, and uh, I enjoy it. But also another Apple Arcade-only game, I think. Hmm. No, it's not in the only on Apple section, so oh. I don't know what else it's coming to. So it's coming to eventually, but again, they didn't tell me. So it's probably just it's just launching on an Apple uh, Arcade first, but this one uh, I did play more of and and thoroughly enjoyed. It's uh, it's not as like kooky and crazy as Tony Hawk was, and you can kind of customize your character and, and all that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. it's good. I enjoyed this one. It's good. So I have a question here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why did you call this a two D skateboarding game? This well, you only move in a two D like you're on a linear. Like so, would you say New Super Mario Bros is a two D game? Yeah. Oh my god. The, the, model, the models, because I, I don't do, because 2.5D doesn't make sense. 
I think what he's going for, if I'm reading this right, is it's a side-scrolling game with 3D characters and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Is how I would describe it. Yeah, right. exactly. I think is what, what he's saying. But technically, it's not a 2D game. Technically, no. No, but that's, you play... That's what I'm saying. You play only on one uh, mm, plane but of plane. existence. One plane of yes, but I see <laughs> I see the plane of existence in 3D though, so it's technically it's properly a 3D game. Yeah, but if you say 3D game, then people are going to think that you can like skate around the whole city and stuff. Not really. I'd say it's a yeah. If you, as long as you say side scroller, I think people get it. Yeah, if you let said, us know in the comments below <laughs> what you would call it. <laughs> a 3D side scrolling game. There you go. No, I guess you a, could say 3D no, side scrolling like game stuck to the linear 2D plane. I'll update it right now. Oh, so I want to add. Yeah. I want to add two more Canadian Say games that? that launched this week. Oh, no. In... Oh, no. Did you lose me? No, he's in the darkness. Oh. Oh, hey. How's it going? No, I'm there yeah. now. You get, you, what's going on with you? Two? Are we all there? Can we all hear I'm, each other? I can yeah. hear everybody. All right. We might need to see me. We might need to do some edits. Or if you just put it all together, I can cut it out and stuff. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll, I'll edit it. Okay. But I'm going to add... There are two other Canadian... Uh, games that launched in Apple Arcade this week. Mm -hmm. So there was uh, Capybara, whose latest game was Below, and they previously did Super Time Force? Yes. And they created a game called Grindstone, mm -hmm. uh, and that's part of Apple Arcade, and I think it's also coming to other things, but it launched in Apple Arcade. And it's a battle puzzler. So the, the bottom half of the screen is kind of like a match three, and then it kind of there's like fights going on at the top. It's actually kind of like Matchland. And so you, you're solving puzzles at the bottom, and then your party's at the top doing fights. So that's out, and pretty interesting. Uh, I, I tried it for a little bit. And Clay, the makers of Don't Starve and Oxygen Not Included, right. have a game called Hot Lava. <coughs> uh, and that's out on Apple Arcade as well as, I think, Steam. Uh, let me double-check that, but I know it is coming to Steam. And the basic premise of that game is, you know that game everyone played as a kid where the floor is lava mm -hmm. and you got to run around on everything but the floor? That's it. So you're like running off walls. It's like a mirror's edge first-person platforming stuff, and nice. you're racing against other people. But it, the the settings get more ridiculous and ridiculous. So you're like actually in a volcano, or you're like in a big factory, and wherever you are, the floor is look it looks like lava and bubbles. And if you touch it, you die. So it's really silly and really fun and really quick. Cool. Uh, and so those are yeah two other Canadian indies out this week that you can try for free with your first free month of Apple Arcade. Is it is it VR on on Steam because when I, I download that one and play it for, again for another like five minutes or so, and it's one of the ones where you have to like move your phone like a gyro thing, like you have to like actually like Pokemon where you have to like move your phone to look at where you want to go. Let me check at the Steam page. So it is now currently out on Steam, and it has that uh, uh, special launch promotion. So until September twenty sixth, if you're listening to this, it's twenty percent off. Uh, so making it eighteen twenty three instead of twenty two seventy nine, and it doesn't appear to support VR on Steam. So maybe that's just gyro, just for mobile version. Interesting, and that's a, that. That's I wonder. I wonder if they're the same content wise, the same game because that's pretty expensive. When Apple Arcade's only like six bucks, I know it's like a phone versus a Steam game. Overland but... is thirty two dollars new, and it's free on Apple Arcade. So I don't know what the cut is from Apple, but to make that worth it, I imagine it's pretty good. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Um, I think there's a bigger discussion that we can have about Apple Arcade in terms of just like what this does to 
other develop like other games, especially free to play games that have that kind of exist a lot for you know buying gemstones or some premium currency or something like that. Because I don't mm-hmm. think there's really any of those in in Apple Arcade, right? There isn't. There's no games currently in Apple Arcade with microtransactions. Which you know that's like a huge like all the big games on mo- on mobile right now are you know mm-hmm. all these free to play MOBA type of games or whatever Boom Beach and. Clash of Clans and all these things that are basically just free to play, but you get you either watch ads or you buy like the premium currency. So it's kind of they're going for like a completely different model than you know what they've been doing. Have they said like what the cut is for these games? Because usually it's like thirty percent, right? Apple gets thirty percent and you get seventy. But how does that work? Well, since they're not selling them, I don't know. I imagine it's the same way um, uh, Xbox Game Pass works, where like part of getting onto Game Pass is a sum up front and then. It, for every milestone it hits, like let's say like ten thousand downloads, yeah, fifty thousand downloads, uh, is you get more of it. But I don't know how Apple's doing it. That they're not very transparent about that. We could look that up quick, actually. But I do agree that. Well, I don't know if anyone said this, but I love this personally because that was one of the big reasons I fell out of mobile gaming. Is I would open the App Store, and I would see all this shovelware and microtransaction garbage, and I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna play my Switch. Mm-hmm. But now that Apple's curated a list of really good indie games with no microtransactions, no ads, no nothing, just you get the game and play it like the way games are meant to. God damn it! And that's what that's why I think it's a, a, a very cool thing and uh it's also giving a bunch of cool indies um a way to break through the oversaturated market because once you get into this like really really exclusive club of games you're fed all these eyes that open apple arcade looking for a new game to play right right i think i i'm with you in the, on that when i remember getting my ipad first and like downloading all these games and getting pretty excited and then i realized that what they were and then mobile gaming kind of just became that for me like it just became those like quick hits where i would just you know, play. I've been playing that uh, that match three game, whatever you call it, the Cartoon Network one. I've been playing that here and there, especially on the subway. Uh, and and like, I just usually don't. I I'll never like. I usually buy like maybe the beginners or the introductory like pass or whatever, just to throw a couple dollars to the developers. But I usually once it kind of gets to a point where you have to spend money to advance, like Archeo got this for me. Uh, then I, that's when I kind of bail and just move on. So it's been like it's been a while since I kind of paid for a game on mobile because um, I know there's been quite a few games throughout the years that people have really enjoyed but yeah I, I, I cop the the thing I, I'll play some I downloaded some Final Fantasy one too that looked like you just walk across <laughs> the screen or something it's called Daily Life or Various Day Life I don't know um, mm. so I'll, I'll give it a shot but I really for me like I always like a big beautiful world and and a big screen to kind of watch her play these games on that's why like the ds like kind of or 3ds kind of fell out for me um i so i want to play these games on ipad and i hope i can play it on my current ipad but i feel like i i can't but i'll try i'll I'll try it out i mean i got the trial so Mm. uh, i'm excited but i'm just wondering how it'll grow like there's what 30 games on there right now it seems 30 100 there's 100 games on there? There's over 100. If you go to the very bottom of the arcade tab on the App Store, you can see all games, and there's a, a little over 100 games at launch. Hmm. It's ridiculous. Oh, so then and so, already you're going to, like, some of these games are just going to... There doesn't seem to be 100 here. Actually, there does seem to be. Actually, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there, man, that's crazy. So, like, some mm-hmm. of these games are still just going to kind of 
be released and just die out? Like, are are they always going to have a hundred sort of like Game Pass always kind of like some games will leave the service sort of thing? Is that going to happen? Yeah, they're going to shuffle some out. And Game Pass has steadily grown in the number of games available while still shuffling some out. Like it slowly has been getting bigger, kind of like Netflix slowly got bigger and to the point where even Netflix feels like there's some shovelware on there now, if that's a weird way to say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's steadily going to get bigger, I think, and still it's still be curated. So they're going to specifically look for genres they're missing. So if you have a great game, but it doesn't fit their plan of, like, we already have five action games this month, they would pick a different game over you. Right. Mm-hmm. What's the What was the game you said was $30 on Switch or whatever? Uh, so that's Overland from Finji, and it's a turn-based... It's like a mini turn-based strategy game, kind of like Into the Breach was, like, short, quick turn-based bursts. It's like that, but it's got, like, a low-poly art style... And it's kind of like a post-apocalypse setting, right? That's, and you can meet dogs and recruit them and give them knives. It's two point seven. Like it. It's rated two point seven out of five. That's dumb. It's really good. I really like it. It's, anyway. it's uh, all the ratings are like even. There's twenty three ratings, and some are one and two, and then there's like ones and three, four and five. Like there's ratings in all of them, which is kind of interesting. I wonder what hmm. the. I'm gonna check the Steam one right now, but I, I've been playing. That's probably the actually you know what the golf I've played the most, but. Uh, <laughs> Overland's probably my, my second most played Apple Arcade game. It's at a mixed on Steam out of 80 reviews. Uh, the average appears to be 6 out of 10. So I heard about, actually someone on uh, Twitter recommended that I try What the Golf, so I'm going to give that a shot right Oh, now. man. That was me. I replied to that. But oh, then, was that actually, you? What the Golf liked that tweet. And uh, yeah, What <clears> the Golf's so funny. Puns are tricky to get right. They either are groan inducing or just, I don't know how to describe it. But all the puns in What the Golf are really good and it begins to like parody other games there's like there's sections where they make portal levels and uh super hot levels and it's so funny there's quite a few i, I tweeted about it and a lot of people gave me different things. i had no idea there was 100 games i feel like already games are just going to kind of get lost um mm-hmm. interesting uh, brad you're not a you're not a ios guide i'm assuming this gives you no reason to go out and run it out and get an ipad or iphone nope. or something like that right yeah not at all. I don't care. <laughs> I just, I don't care. I'm just like, whatever, man. Curate those games. That's cool. Would you, would you want Google to, like, do you think Google will follow suit and try to do their own thing? Never. Mm, probably not. No? Google I don't know that. Care. I don't know. That means Google, Google would have to, that would means Google would have to do work. Well, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> well the, they can, they could do kind of like a Stadia thing on their phones, couldn't they? Like, couldn't they have some, like, the, or do you think they're just focused on Stadia and they're working more in the AAA space? Yeah, that's where they're at. I, yeah. And even then, I don't even think that's going to work. So. Yeah, I mean that's a whole. That's a, yeah, I mean that's a different conversation altogether. I uh, know. I do know some word on the street from some people who are actually working on the thing. And Stadia they, in general, you mean? Yep. Then they are not confident <laughs> when I talk to them. <laughs> It's never good. Yeah, and like I'm, not, I can't say anything that I do to actually know about it. But from talking with them, their confidence is very low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Is that that's coming out this year, isn't it? Yeah, September, isn't it? No, October. Like the I it's, keep getting ads for the Founders Edition of Stadia. It yeah. should be out. It is out this year. I, do, I can't remember when. It's not going to be good, man. I don't think it's going to be good. It's coming out. Right November. Now. You're gonna to have to have like premium everything. 
Yeah, it's coming out in November in Belgium, Canada, Denmark, a couple other countries, UK and the US. But the Stadia Pro subscription, which is like their curated content for mm-hmm. that is coming out 2020. Oh, I see. Des- Destiny 2 is still a big part of their launch plans, but like Destiny 2 is going free to play in like four- in like 10 days, so mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. A lot of the game they don't have another big thing. I mean, Apple Apple managed to nail this one out of the park. I don't really see anything on here that's exclusive to Google Stadia. You I know? think Baldur's Gate was the big reveal. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate three, but I is mean? that but mm. is that exclusive only to Stadia or? I don't know. If Stadia has any exclusives. That's what I mean. Yeah, they have Cyberpunk. You know, Farming Simulator nineteen, Brett. I'm there. There you go. Platinum Edition. Oh, it has Orcs Must Die 3 is an exclusive. Oh, there you go. I didn't even know there were two other of those games. I knew there was I knew there was one. But... I knew there was one. <laughs> I probably own both of them and I just I've only played the first one. Watch Dogs, Tom Clancy. What's the old I mean Tomb Raider Definite Edition. That game is like 6 years old. I mean there's only Yeah. Yeah, so I mean I don't think I I don't I don't expect any exclusivities until they uh, really like figure it out because i don't think they know what this thing is going to be yet right because they can't like once it's live and everyone's playing it and the bandwidth and everything that's that's when we'll know what's really up right mm-hmm. right um that's it for news time i guess we can just go talk about the games we've been playing which we kind of already hinted at brett what have you been playing um nothing of note i've been just playing a lot of a lot of a lot of mobile games like a lot just Tons. I can't even describe them all. But I, I found one. You know what? For my droid, I found one that I actually kind of like. So I meant like for research, or are you just kind of, you know, just downloading? Yeah, yeah. Mostly for research, because that's like kind of what I'm doing at the last couple of days of my job. Right. Um, is just researching stuff to skin. But I found one that, like, I was just like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's called Idle Crafting. And oh, and I also played Theme Park, the mobile game, which is uh, not great. It's okay. I wish it was better. I don't know. There's certain certain things about mobile games that are just like, oh, I wish this wasn't so locked down. Well, I think that's how I always feel about sort of the microtransaction stuff, where it's like mm-hmm. you can only play so far until the game just basically. You know, makes it too difficult or very slow grind. Like Archeo is definitely like this, where you play and then it just takes forever to to you know beat the world or whatever. But yeah. if you kind of just shed over some dollars for shards or whatever, then you'll get better equipment and and be able to pass. But mm-hmm. yeah, I it's... love Archeo though. I I'm I'm digging that game still. I I'm on World Three. I haven't put any money into it, but I really do enjoy that game. Yeah. I, yeah. I've I've I've, dro- I've kind of dropped I've definitely dropped it I've I've uh, for the Cartoon Network one like I've, I haven't played it and mm-hmm. I, I load it up like every couple of days or so just to kind of get the the chest um, mm-hmm. sort of I maybe just building an arsenal but you know then I just bounce and basically just log off yeah I mean, that makes sense um, Stephen what have you been playing oh a whole bunch of Apple Arcade games um, what the golf being a highlight. Um, so what are your also, what are your like top three Apple Arcade games right now? Top three. Okay, let me look at them here. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it to What the Golf number one. 
uh, Mini Motor Rays, which is the next game from the Mini Metro people. It's exactly what Mini Metro did, but with roads instead of trains. Mm-hmm. And it's really relaxing, and I was playing it on the plane a lot, and made time really fly by. I just listened to a podcast, Zen Out, and um, play this. So you essentially, like, it's a really beautiful uh, real-time uh, sim game where you're connecting roads to different color buildings. you got to match the colors to the houses, and then uh, the cars start to go to the um, buildings, and then as you get bigger, the traffic starts to happen, so you can build like freeways and intersections and stuff, and eventually it'll just get to the point where they can't reach it because it becomes so congested and you lose. Right. So I would just do that over and over and you get better and better. And at number three, uh, Overland, because I've been waiting for it for a while. It's, it's it's a really pretty game and I don't enjoy turn-based strategy games. Like I don't like Fire Emblem. Not a big fan of... Um, oh, what's that other one? The other big one. Anyway, I'm not a big fan of turn-based strategy games, but this one, they're like short bursts. It's like a really interesting post-apocalyptic story I care about. It's it's got humor as well as being genuinely scary. Like some of the levels at night, your characters can't see more than a space in front of them. But the sound design, I was playing with headsets on, and the distance is really tight and uh, really scary actually. And uh, it's got a lot of charm to it too. Like you meet people and animals in the world and recruit them, and uh, it's kind of devastating when they die and it's permadeath and you have to escape the scene barely and you have to leave them behind. But, uh, yeah, Overland at number three. So those are my top three Apple Arcade games. Nice, nice. And then I've also been playing uh, <coughs> Untitled Goose Game. came out on oh, yeah. Switch. Oh, yeah, which, I've seen uh, it. is absurd and as amazing as it sounds. Like, the game literally blew up from just a GIF they shared as a joke, and it got, like, two million views in a week and mm-hmm. then turned into a huge game. And, and it's really cute and funny. Mm-hmm. What kind of game is it? It's like, uh, so it's got little sections of the world with little, you know, kind of physics challenges. No, that's the wrong way to describe it. Like I saw you, some, I saw some stealth, it looked like there was some stealth stuff going on or something. Yeah. So you hide in the bushes cause if they grab you, then it's game over, but you gotta like do certain things the goose wants to do. So you gotta like steal the, um, you gotta steal the farmer's hat. So like you turn on the sprinkler, he gets wet, he takes it off, you grab it, you run away. You gotta, um break into like this shop and steal some things so you gotta like lure the one lady out by turning something off and then you run in grab it and run out mm-hmm. and uh you can honk at people to like scare them and like flap your wings and it, it's absurd <laughs> it, it, i i always thought like as an outsider never really following this game or anything like that i always thought it was just a joke and i and i didn't realize it would be it was actually called that game or that name mm-hmm. um but I mean, it's yeah, like you said, it's blowing up. Like it's it seems to be a big thing. I see it on Reddit. I see it on Twitter quite a bit. So yeah, I check the Steam page right now because I bet it's at like. It's also on Switch. Oh, that's where I'm playing it. Uh, by mm. the way, it's not, wait, it's only on Switch and. Uh, PC. Untitled Goose. But yeah, game. I don't think it was meant to be called Untitled Goose Game, but that GIF got shared and it blew up, and no one knew what to call it. So news sites would just say Untitled Goose <laughs> Game, and it just stuck, and they went with it as like adding on to the joke mm-hmm. uh it's not released on steam yet maybe it's on like an oh, epic. interesting is it like on epic store or is it just maybe oh you know what i think it is but epic doesn't have a review system yet yeah, yeah sure oh really uh, oh. epic doesn't have anything there's no cart function you have to go in and individually buy every game you're interested in i noticed that for the free so we've been doing the psa for a couple of weeks now but so the free games on epic store right now are the batman games i'm sure all the batman games yeah i'm sure uh if you if you knew, like, those have been newsworthy. Like, I've seen it on IGN stuff, so I'm sure you kind of knew about it. But 
I download all the I download the Batman games. And I had to like I, I realized I like oh I have to like buy these like go in and buy these. I can't just add the cart and then just mm-hmm. buy the cart like I can on PlayStation. So <clears throat> um, I see why people are upset about this whole Epic versus Steam shit, but it it also just makes me laugh. As even as a new PC gamer, I could still not just join the fight, uh, but just laugh at everyone. There is yeah, no it's, fight. It's silly. It's, it's silly. so dumb. It's, it's silly. It is silly. Just, um, so the tags for Untitled Goose Game on Epic are comedy and stealth. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, I um, I've been I've been playing more Borderlands Three. Still the same thoughts I, did, I had last week, where it's just kind of the same old, same old. Uh, the the whole like instant sharing thing though is pretty incredible. Like Heather joined my game, um, and she was level one, like very fresh new character, and I was level twenty or so, and she was. Same game, split screen, but she was fighting people who were level one to her, and they were level twenty or whatever to me. Um, and but in the same world, it just kind of blew me away. I was like, "This is actually really, really cool," and it just like gives you no barriers to kind of play with your friends and stuff. Um, that is pretty cool. Really neat. But the game itself is just still very much Borderlands Three. It runs decent, except for the menus. Like as soon as you load a menu, the game just kind of stops, which is just really infuriating. Um, but it's still just more Borderlands 3, like after, like I said last time, like after seven or eight years or however long it's been since Borderlands 2, you kind of want a little bit more, but we didn't get it. And it's just like, this could have just been released like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. Uh, but then I did, so I got this new PC, very excited about it. It's not top of the line, but it's still pretty good. I was able to play Gears 5, uh, with like pretty decent settings. Um, I tried Modern Warfare beta this weekend though, and it just basically crashed. So I can't play that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but but still pretty good, uh, and I used the the power of a twenty nineteen computer to play World of Warcraft Classic on ultra <laughs> settings. <laughs> but I uh, basically dove back into that, um, and you know World of Warcraft Classic. Like I I that game like took over my life uh, in two thousand five and six when I was in school, and and my friend my friend and I one of my best friends we haven't spoken to each we barely spoken to each other in the last five or. Six, five five four or five years like we've kind of drifted apart but we're still very close we've talked like basically every day this week just playing world of warcraft together because it just like brought us together like it did you know 10 years ago or however long it's been 15 years ago um and yeah it's, it's just dope so i got my i got my torrent warrior that i'm very excited to play and uh uh it's just dope it's just it's just it's so good like that they just they got the grind in that game like so well like they they have it down very very uh, addictive and, and very fun. So, War- World of Warcraft Classic. Message me if you want to play. <laughs> you get a free month to start, right? Not the classic. I had uh, so I think I think World of Warcraft like basic. You have to you can like get up to level twenty or whatever uh, and okay. play for free. And and they might lock some special some certain things. But I I did try that. Um, but classic, I had to pay right away. Hmm. At least I think I don't know. They might have tricked me. So, and it's like nineteen dollars. It's not cheap. <laughs> I'm like Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm like Netflix. Like and Disney one Plus. Time? No, every month. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's one hundred and twenty dollars. Did I do that math? No, I didn't. No, two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. You can if you buy more months, then you get you pay less per month or whatever. So I right. I bought the first month just to see if I would have time. Once the baby's here, that would be the ultimate test. Um, I don't know. Did you? Did either of you guys play World of Warcraft like back in the day? 
Yep. Just before me, I think. I didn't try it. No, I was Brandon. an early adopter. Yeah. Did you play up to Burning Crusade, or did you play after that too? Or uh, I played Burn. I played hardcore up to Burning Crusade, uh, and then after that, I dropped off. Then I came back for every update except for the Pandarians and beyond. Yeah. 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 That was similar to me actually. I was I was really big in the PvP. I tried to get the Grand Marshal, which mm. back back in the day to hit Grand Marshal, you had to play like. 16 to 18 hours a day just <laughs> just killing it in in the battlegrounds and i tried it for like three weeks mm-hmm. and uh i didn't hit it and i was like this is enough <laughs> i can't do Jeez. this anymore it was it was all it basically what killed the game for me and then i kind of played a little bit around burning crusade mm-hmm. um and then uh actually i think i stopped at burning crusade i don't think i played after that um yeah, yeah. i the thing is for me like i didn't get into raiding at all i didn't care for it like yeah. i just like playing the game itself so i missed out on like all the raiding stuff so i did a lot of pvp also i did like i had a twink twinked out pvp character oh the level 19 rogues or whatever oh yeah i had a level 19 <laughs> twinked out paladin oh my god i hate this <laughs> so much yeah so i had mine twinked out and then uh yeah, for, just, those that, for those that don't know, sorry, let me just explain the, the Twink thing. You can enchant, like, ar- uh, armor and stuff like that. So armor and weapons will have a level requirement, but but enchanting doesn't. Mm-hmm. So you could so uh, you can get the highest level of enchanted stuff on your, like, level 19 gear. So people with, like, the money or alternates or whatever would just get the enchants on their, like, dope level 19 person yeah. and then just, like, wreck house in, in, um, in Battlegrounds, basically. Yep. It was so much fun, like the, I, cause I, I, I like the idea of classic, cause I remember playing from cla- like the real classic. Yeah. And it was just like it was a lot of fun, but once raiding became came, became too serious, I'm like I have a yeah. life, yo. Like I can't be there for two o'clock on a Tuesday. I tried some of that raiding stuff. The lo- the forty person raids were like serious. Like the people mm-hmm. who manage that shit, like. You, you kind of joke about... I remember reading stuff and people joking about how, like, ra- running a 40-man raid, like, putting on a job interview or some shit like that, and people yeah. laughing about it. It's kind of ser- It's kind of legit, though. Like, it, it did require a lot of, like, um, planning and management and, and just managing schedules and stuff like that. It, it was mm-hmm. really annoying. I didn't... I raided a few times, and I was like, this is annoying. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, like, I, I, uh, I raided a few times myself, and, like, we wiped... And everyone got so angry about wiping. I was just like, you know what? Screw this. Um, this is not for me. This isn't why I bought the game. Like the negativity behind it. Yeah. I was just like, this ain't for me. I'll go and just do my dailies and instant since instance runs and stuff like that. I'll go have fun on my own. That was so. the thing. As you could, you need forty people, and one person couldn't make a big difference positively, but negatively, someone could make like a really big uh, difference. You could just like mm. run into the mob and just like ruin everything. And yep. so it, if you just had one person who just was impatient or just an idiot or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it just caused it. I think there was, I think they reduced the amount of rating, uh, Mac, like the amount of people who raids and they bounced it out, um, going mm-hmm. forward. I think it, I think it's maxed to like 20 or 15 or something like that, but yeah, I'll never, know. I'll never go back. I'll yeah. never go back. I, I, I'm going to just play this until 60 and then just kind of, and then probably bounce out. I can't afford $20 a month for this shit. <laughs> it's just too expensive. Netflix is cheaper. It's ridiculous. Um, mm. I think that's it for the CanadianGameDose.com podcast. Uh, you can go to CanadianGameDose.com, check out the site, uh, where all the news that we kind of read and stuff, and follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Just Google the name Canadian Game Devs, and it'll take you where you need to go. Make sure you review us on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast, because it is kind of in just random little areas of the internet, um, and on Spotify and stuff like that. 
And uh, if you have, if you have the means to do so, you'd always appreciate a new Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash Games where you get some perks, such as this podcast early, uh, future shows, future, future content a couple of days early, uh, Discord roles, free games occasionally, things like that. Uh, Brett, people want to know about your future RVing or just your life in general. Where can they follow you? You could totally follow me everywhere at Brett Meester. I'm on every social media thing. I always, I always appreciate your uh, your daily uh, walk, walking videos or whatever. Every morning you post, uh, you know, just how the day is and, and stuff like that. It's, it's always good. I always like it. <laughs> I try to post more more positive stuff than negative. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Stephen, if people want to follow you and what you do, where can they do that? Yeah, you catch me on Twitter at Stephen Riley, S T E P H A N R E I L O Y, both spelled wrong for some reason. <laughs> and also, I just want a PSA because I forget some months, but this is the last week to get all the free games if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber or a Games with Gold subscriber or you have a PC and access to the Epic Store. Just go in, add them all to your account, hit checkout. You don't even have to download them. Just have them, you know? You pay for the subscription, might as well. I know, I, I always remember doing that for the Vita before I had the Vita and I would just buy all like quote unquote buy all those Vita games and then when I finally got a Vita happiest day of my life I had like 10 games to download it was awesome it was just like I was it's like, pretty sick yeah I was like this is amazing I got Uncharted all this stuff like you buy the I bought the Vita with my uh, tax tax return or whatever and I was like this is the greatest day of my life nice <laughs> greatest system ever right Brett yeah I, I like to remind people just in case because some people I know who have PlayStation Plus don't add the games. I'm like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah, even if you never, even if you never intended to buy it, you never know. Mm-hmm. Especially now on, I don't know about other ones, but on the PlayStation, there's a PlayStation Plus section where you can just look at your PlayStation Plus games. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before, where I'm just like, I have all these games and I had no idea, and I and I would download them and, and check them out and stuff like that. So uh, eventually, they just get lost in the mix because I've been PS Plus member since day one, so I have. Probably, I have every single game since they started doing it. So you have like four times twelve times however many years. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. Um, cool, and uh, hopefully this recorded well. We're going to probably hopefully. try to stream it on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Canadian Game Dose. I don't know. Uh, it's very possible we just wasted an hour. We'll find out. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. See you guys. recording dog no yeah, this is blooper real stuff yeah this is the b real <laughs> this is what the patreons get one two three what's we up everyone welcome <laughs> <laughs>